Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's time for the live show. We are coming to you out of Columbus, Ohio, in the bottoms, home of the Street Fight headquarters. Uh, We are on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Follow along, hang with the gang. We want to hear what you got to say. Jump in the chat. We've always got a good group of folks in there. Uh, Otherwise, listen to us as a podcast. Five stars, reviews, all of that stuff we like. And then if you want to make the leap, head over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio where you get access to our bonus audio shows like the Movie Cinematic Universe podcast. And coming up later this month, the first Shocktober episode is happening. So get in there now. Uh, We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We're trying to take down all the United States government and every other uh, whole hierarchy that exists on this planet. So if you're into that and you want to fuck shit up, continue to listen to our show. We'll invite you into our world of wild and wacky people that want the best for everyone. So you found the right place. Wednesday night street fight at the the new headquarters. This Sunday we will not be taking your calls, right? No, I will be, be watching, watching all out. And we'll be wrestling. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, it is wrestling night for me, so I will be watching that. It was also Labor Day weekend. You know, if we don't get Labor Day off, we don't deserve any days off. I feel. Okay. <clears throat> Labor Day's our Christmas, I think. You know. I think May Day should be. Yeah, yeah. May Day's maybe the better one. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, yeah, Joe Rogan does have COVID, but I have a feeling he's going to make it through and then say it wasn't that bad. Smart. He's also going to eat the horse paste. For sure. Going to use the horse paste. He did claim that he did. He said it. I don't know. He might have been joking, but yeah. He's he in that video that video he posted he said of all the the stuff he had tried and ivermectin was one of them. Oh, wonder how it worked for him. Horse paste. It's crazy that those tractor stores have to now put signs by the ivermectin that says this is for horses. Don't use it. So, I guess I don't know. I do not know. Um. Not a fan. Not not a huge fan of Joe Rogan. I, I mean, I know you all probably thought I'm a big Joe Rogan listener, but no, nope, not a fan. So, how's it going, Brett? All right. Um, I went, I walked to the grocery store today, um, which is something I don't do because I hate my fucking setup. It's so stupid. It pisses me off so much. I live next to a Target and a gigantic grocery store and like all the fast food in the world and anything you could ever want. And they don't have fucking sidewalks. There's no No. sidewalks to get there. There are not. My apartment was built in like the 60s or something. So these were people that were like firing up like V12 engines full of fucking dinosaur juice and just driving, you know, 0.2 miles across the street to go to the grocery store or a Burlington Coat Factory used to be back there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was walking home and I was just so mad that I have to walk through a fucking parking lot. And that yeah. it's just a giant asphalt, horrible setup. None of Nobody's using the parking. I've never seen it maxed out. No. It's so ugly. They could throw a green space in there. They could put a fucking bench for people to sit down. 
And the worst part is now they're even selling apartments at the end of it. So you basically live in a strip mall. Yeah. Like you are fully absor- absorbed into a strip mall. Yeah, I kind of had the uh, uh, same thought today when I was walking on a street that is right by Ohio State University uh, that doesn't have a sidewalk. And I was like, now, why would you not have a sidewalk here? And it's just annoying to have to walk in the grass. I don't know why that bothers me, but there's something annoying about it and I don't like it. So I'm with you on that, man. Build more sidewalks. So, you know, this sounds like me being a guy, you know, where I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I'm a walking guy and I just assume that my problems are universal, that there's no sidewalk, but there's a lot of other people that walk too. They, they'd like to have sidewalks. There's actually people that have to walk and, uh, we should make it easy to get around town for them. Yeah, and we should destroy cars, and they're fucking awful, and people should, we should be encouraging people to walk. We should have a walkable city. We should be banning cars from most places. It is a better way to live. Yeah, people that live in the city want to walk, or they should walk. You shouldn't move to the city without walks, you know? So, uh, uh, yeah, very annoying when there's no sidewalks. Hate it. Hate it. Um, so, earlier this week, or last week. Uh, somebody, uh, VH for change, uh, that's Vadnais Heights for change, not Van Halen for change. I, I, you know, Eddie Van Halen's dead. I, I don't think that they're, you know, for change. Right. Uh, so Van, Van, Heights for change. This letter is being sent to teachers in White Bear Lake by the Parent Patriots. Okay. Um, So this is a letter being sent to the schools by Parent Patriots, a group. Do you think that's the name they came up for themselves when they drafted this or this was already running? Uh, I think that, no, I do not. Because schools just really became the huge battleground that they are. This year, I mean, they were always a little bit of a battleground where people were fighting about what kids learn in school, but mostly people were just like, first of all, they didn't care what people learned in school. Really? When I was growing up, my parents didn't give a shit what I was learning. Oh, yeah. And even these people, these even these like parents that are like they're teaching Marxist propaganda, that's not enough to get them off their ass to go to a school board meeting. No, 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 no. And I got to say, just being a parent, I, I don't really care. What they're teaching at the school. I I mean, as long as they're not, you know, teaching racism classes on how to be more racist, which they kind of do at times, but that's the curriculum. The teachers are stuck teaching. And, you know, what are you going to do? But so this comes out. This this says a letter to school teachers. Dear. And then you can just write your teacher's name in there if you want to use this. Uh, You're welcome to use it if you need to. Uh, my son slash daughter name is in your, let's do Gwen. My daughter Gwen is in your, I don't know, history class, right? This term. I'm really glad. I'm looking forward to seeing her grow this year and I'm confident she will learn a lot from you. Thanks for all you do for our kids. All right. Ah. We're starting out on a good fucking foot. And I like it when we start out on a good foot. You know, you you tell them, like, I don't hate you just because you're a teacher in a teacher's union, which I hate teacher's unions and all this stuff. Like, we're not going to start out 
with a fight with you, okay? At the beginning of the year, we I I want to be clear. I want to fight you and I hate you. But right now I'm saying that I'm not. So this is a mature conversation we're having and you can't say anything back to me. Yeah, I'm literally such a fucking moron that I think if I be nice to you first, you won't notice that I fucking hate you. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware that there have been concerns recently in the community about subversion and political advocacy in the schools. Okay. Because of the, yeah, you start to get Is nervous. There, what? Now? In what direction exactly? Uh, well, if it's coming from the parent patriots, I think we know. Patriots love racism. So, um, so, and they're mad because they think anything that somebody says is, which, Technically, if you're teaching history, it is a political course. You can't say that history is not political. No matter how you teach it, no matter anything about it, it's 100% political all of the time because you're making decisions on. It's like when they say journalism isn't supposed to be political. Well, it's like, but it's a political choice to choose what you're even going to talk about or how you're going to frame stories. So it's all political. So stop acting like they have to be like, they act like these teachers have to be like devoid of opinions when yeah. they're teaching. I don't know how you do that. Yeah. They're just supposed to announce facts to the class. Yes. And again, there aren't facts really when it comes to history. I had a really tough, argument with my father that's when my father-in-law was yelling and spitting at me was when i was telling him like well those aren't facts those are just what somebody said happened so i mean you can get mad but there's no real way to teach that way because of that i and many other concerned parents are sending this letter to our kids teachers this year i want to make sure that you achieve a high level of academic excellence <laughs> ew come on this is Come this on. All sounds good, right? Still being really nice. This is what they want to hear, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. At a high level. They're telling the teacher that they want them to, like, as if the teacher isn't going for academic excellence when they get the students uh, uh, in the class. Like, as if they're like, listen, we all want the same thing. We want academic excellence. Now, let me tell you how to achieve academic excellence let me a guy that fucking mows lawns or like answers phones or fills out spreadsheets for yeah. a living tell you how to achieve academic excellence let me a podcaster sit down i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna sit down with the teacher and be like listen i'm a podcaster and i'm here to tell you how to achieve academic excellence uh so I also want to open a clear line of communication about my expectations related to controversial topics and especially politics in the classroom. Oh, I thought this was going to be a mass thing. Yeah. So now we're going to be lying. We're going to we're opening the, up a clear line of communication here. OK, that's yeah. what we're doing. About what to teach. Yeah. Let me know what the other parents don't care about excellence in the education. I'm one of the special ones. Yes. Yes. And I have, here are my expectations. One, please provide a lesson plan for my review. If there will be class content discussion or assignments related to healthcare, for example, COVID-19, vaccines, etc., 
uh, race, gender, gender identity, or LGBT issues, <laughs> sexuality, equality, and climate change. So you do have to. That's all of history. That's all. I mean, if you were going to teach like a social studies course and if you're supposed to not talk about COVID-19 or COVID vaccines and stuff like that, like how, like what kind of teaching are you doing if you're not talking about these things? I want you to teach that, you know, the MMR vaccination that we receive in school is completely safe, but they're experimenting on us with the COVID-19 vaccine. Yes. Yes. It's, a, it, you know, you need to make sure that you teach. It is really saying, I want you to talk about things the way that I want you to talk about them. I don't, I don't want you to have an opinion. I don't want you to be able to give, because e really what they're saying is I don't want it to be pro vaccine. So a teacher that might be like, you know, cool with vaccines might have a educated view of, of how vaccines work and how these vaccines work and how they could improve things. Like they're just saying like, no, you now, no, we used to do that a lot on the show where it would just be like, you would, you would spend a whole bunch of time trying to explain something to somebody and they would just look at you and go, no, yeah, no, not really. Now <laughs> somebody's mom, <laughs> please do not ask my child for his or her preferred pronouns, either verbally or on informational forms. Instead, I suggest that you ask the students whether there is anything you should know about how they wish to be addressed. Okay. This, she, this, per, this parent doesn't have anything better to do than no. now set up the class. Go to school and run a classroom. I know. I know. I, well, they don't want to do that. That takes a whole bunch of work, Brad. They know how to achieve ac academic excellence without doing any of the work it takes to achieve academic excellence. So it's don't say anything. Don't say anything unless someone asks. Yeah. We don't want kids to be comfortable recognizing someone's pronouns. We don't want to we don't want it to become we don't want to make this like a common sense thing like a greeting where we ask people's pronouns. We don't want to get we don't want to make that a part of the education. They don't have to be comfortable recognizing someone else's humanity. And if you're a kid, like I mean this could be such like a uh we're just asking for pronouns here. You don't have to call me Mr. Because I would have been like, yeah, I need you to call me Mr. Quinby. Right. To the teacher. That's how I would. But that's not what they're doing. They're just saying the pronouns. That's it. Which is fine. That's not a problem. Why does that hurt some, some parent? Like, why does, what is that? <sighs> their, their way of life is being deteriorated because there's people that exist that aren't straight heteronormative Christians. Like that's all it is, is they feel threatened that people are allowed to live in a way that isn't like that. Well, number three here is going to give you a real view Ugh. into how this person feel, how entitled this person is. Uh, please try to approach, approach controversial topics in class with caution. Do not indoctrinate the children, the children, which is like, <laughs> and you, can you do that accidentally? I mean, oh, sh oh no, oh no, I'm sorry. You have to send out an email, and then like, there was an outbreak of indoctrination in class today. I I really convinced them to 
think critically about something. But what about even like the Pledge of Allegiance and and learning the American history type stuff? Like, isn't that indoctrination too? Like, we're talking about like all kinds of indoctrination here. Sure, maybe you're indoctrinating the kids to be decent to each other, which is what, you know, checking pronouns and talking about equity and equality and and identity and stuff like like these are good things for kids to learn in the world that they're going to be coming up in like that's something that like these people are so like a lot of these people are so against kids learning how to function in the world that actually exists yes and that's that's where that's where like a, a lot of times you know the homeschooling thing will end up happening with people where they're like you know, I'm, I'm going to homeschool them so I can teach them the right way. And it's like, nobody is saying that what's going on in the school is like teaching the right way to be. Like, nobody is saying that. There's, we're saying like, this is a common knowledge base that everybody's grown up with, is what we're saying. That's it. So my daughter, what she learns in school is, it's just what people know that's all it is we're all just learning what everybody else knows and what everybody else knows right now is or you know and stuff that's important to talk about is stuff that's happening in the world and there are conversations that need to be have had about these things and how weak sauce is your fucking argument if they can't hear opposing things yeah like how how good is your anti-vax rhetoric if someone can't say Oh, vaccines actually work. And they're like, no, you're not allowed to say that. That's a no. You can't indoctrinate my kid. Yeah. You, you, I mean, and that's what they they always make it sound like. That's all they're trying to do. Oh, that's all. Just silence people. Critical race theory is just about silencing non-white voices. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Or, or white voices. It's They think critical yeah. race theory is about silencing white voices. So... It's like, well, your kids can't learn other people's, like, other people's perception of the world without it totally destroying what you want their perception of the world to be. And honestly, you don't, I said this on a show recently that I did with somebody and I, I can't remember where it was. It was, it was a podcast. It was a guest spot I did about, uh, Oh, it was on YKS when we did YKS about how like you don't like get to pick what music your kids listen to. This is just like a small example, but you're not going to be able to pick what they like. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to pick what TV shows, what movies and stuff your kid likes. You have to make peace with that because they're probably going to like stuff that you don't like. That is what part of being a kid is. Is liking things that their parents don't like. Yeah. That's part of the thing. So, like, you have to put that with politics and, and with all these other things, too. Is like, you don't fucking get to be the person that chooses this. They are the person that fucking chooses. They're the person that gets to choose what their, what their beliefs are. Yeah. Let them hear voices speaking and let them develop their own sense of the world and and you have your time that you can spend where you are imparting your knowledge and your view of the world and you just have to compete 
with the other views that are out there in the world. And you will always have to do that. You will always have to compete for that. Yeah, it's not fair because when kids aren't beaten into conservatism, they choose something different. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they want. They want the kids to just be taught conservatism. Because if they don't teach that, the ideas are so fucking bad that nobody would ever pick them. Yeah, you, you know? would never come to the place. <laughs> never come to the bad ideas of conservatism without being nudged in that direction your whole fucking life because that's the way things are. Number four on this list of things that they expect the teacher to do is is the last one, and it is my favorite one. Uh, please remove any signs or symbols of subversive political advocacy from your classroom. For example, a BLM flag, uh, a rainbow flag, a Biden shirt, Che Guevara shirt, etc. What about an All Lives Matter flag? What, what about I uh, Don't Tread on Me, Gadsden flag? What about that? What about the American flag? Yeah. Remove that. So. How long are we going? Yeah, how far are we going with this? Yeah. No, only, again, like you're saying, they don't want their kids to hear the other side. And they literally don't see anything besides America. Like, America worship is the standard. They've never considered. People don't like it. Guessing it. Yeah, second guessing it. Yeah. I mean, what teacher is wearing a Che Guevara shirt? And Joe Biden's the motherfucking president. If you're allowed, if right. there's a shirt that you're allowed to wear, it should be the shirt with the president on it. If you're, it's, if your kid's a fucking, if you're trying to raise a patriotic kid, I would think that wearing a shirt yeah. with the president on it would be good help to get them to be like, wow, that, you know, this person's looking at a shirt. And who fucking sees, I saw Che Guevara shirts all the time growing up. I didn't know shit about the guy. Nothing. I just, it's a cool looking guy on a cool looking shirt. That's all it is. To kids. Why are you so worried that if your kids see a t-shirt, they're all of a sudden going to be like, when you wear your Bob Seger shirt, does your kids get super into fucking, uh, why don't you stay? Like, (laughs) does that happen? I don't believe it does. When you wear a t-shirt with, you're one of, stupid Tommy Bahama shirts with surfboards and fucking woody cars on it? Did, does your kid get way into woody cars and fucking surfboards? No! It's a fucking shirt! That's all it is! Joe Biden shirts. God, it's such a funny failure of imagination that they think the most left person is Joe Biden. Yeah, and also, absolutely, their house is covered in Trump memorabilia. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And they would wear a Trump shirt if they were a teacher. Yeah. For sure. They would totally do it. they probably go to parent-teacher conferences and Trump t-shirts to be uh, confrontational with the teachers. For sure. To be patriots. Yeah. If any of these things will be a problem for you, don't hesitate to inform me and we will get my child moved out of your class. <laughs> What a coward. If there is anything I can do to help you, please let me know. Yeah, homeschool your kid. Yeah. You are in charge now of yeah. the education. You know what you want better than I'm what I'm going to offer. You know what would help me? If you left me the fuck alone and let me teach a class. Yeah. I mean, do we really think just I, I there's a lot of teachers in the audience. I'd love to hear from them. Really. Uh, uh, whether you want to send something on Twitter or anything like that. Um, do teachers really come in there with Black Lives Matter stuff and, and like 
Like, do they really come in with stuff that they know is going to get them yelled at by the dumbest parents in the school district? You know? I, I would assume no. I don't think a teacher would wear a Shea Guevara t-shirt to teach a course. I mean, I don't think anybody wears Shea Guevara t-shirts anymore. <laughs> like, I don't think that's still, like, a style. I haven't seen it in a long time. No. They're cool. Uh, uh... If there's any, uh, so yeah, I like the part also where it says, if there's anything I can do to help you, please let me know because they're picturing a teacher drafting them to help them make their lesson plans. Yes. <laughs> like their fantasy in their mind. These people are all like, when you're into wrestling, there's a term called fantasy booking. These people are into like fantasy booking history class. Like, oh man, if I would have gone to college. And got my teaching certificate. I would make the best fucking history class in yeah. the world. Imagine history without ta- Trail of Tears. Yeah. Like, if we just skip that, then we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. No I, one feels bad. I'd make the best history, man. I'd let them know that uh, Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. That'd be the first thing I'd teach. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the worst teacher. That is the first day thing. Attention, <laughs> class. We're going to learn about history today. And the first thing you should know... Abraham Lincoln, the man that freed the slaves, Republican. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the yep. Kids, oh, I like history now. And then you teach about a, like a really racist person, like like Robert Byrd or Richard Byrd. I don't remember his full name. And you're like, he was in the Ku Klux Klan, also a Democrat. Right. So, do you want to be that person? <laughs> and the Irish were also slaves. Like that, yes, that's that's the history class. They're just fantasizing all night, laying in their bed, probably fucking have like a journal that they keep with them where they're writing their lessons plans. Like, oh man, you know, I'm so excited. Can't wait wait for them to hear the truth about our great nation. (laughs) There's got to be a fucking message board on the internet where they just write fantasy uh, lesson plans. Where, like, conservatives get together and they're like, you know what I would fucking do today? I'd make them make a macaroni necklace, but it would look like Trump. Because Trump was the president. And, you know, that's, uh, they might think it's biased, but we're just, we're talking about the old presidents. And, you know, I want to teach about it. I mean, these people are fantasizing about being high school teachers. That is their dream. But they didn't want to do any of the work it took to become a high school teacher. But they really wish they could stand in there and like fucking like own kids and arguments. And, yeah. And like, uh, you know, yell at them about their cell phones. They like be really excited or or, or like uh, uh, sending kids to the office and giving them detentions is like really an exciting thing for them. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, I'm eager to see you and all of our students succeed this year. And I'd be very happy if there were any way I could contribute to that or provide support for you as you navigate this difficult season, sir or madam, this is a difficult season because of you. Like you're the problem. Yeah, because you came in and started telling everybody that like uh, the minimum wage is harmful to workers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, <laughs> they would love to do that too. Well, you know, you hear a lot about the minimum wage, and the minimum wage is is 
Sounds great. Hey, we could pay everybody $100 an hour. It would be great for everybody if you made $100 an hour. You just can't do it because it would make a cheeseburger six bucks. Yeah. That's, you know, we don't want that. You can't just print money. Can you imagine? You can't just print money and then you ask them why and they're just like, well, because you can't. Just like that's why. What if leaves were money? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I I fucking uh, loved that letter. That letter makes me so happy to read because it's so stupid. It, and it also like my heart really does go out to teachers this year specifically because they've gone through a hell year already. Last year was tough, man. Everybody was fucking mad. And now everybody's fucking mad at them. And they're dealing with a pandemic. They're worried probably about getting kids sick. All kinds of stuff, man. It's not easy. It's not a fucking easy job. And these fucking crazy people are screaming at them constantly about everything they want to teach. They just, you kept, if they taught Malcolm X, if they just said Malcolm X was a guy, they'd be like, you're not supposed to. I don't want you. Yeah, that's. I mean, he had radical beliefs. He had. A, he. That's. That's the kind of political stuff we don't want to see taught in the classroom. Yeah, he went too far a lot of times. So that's all. Uh, so <laughs> I uh, saw this story, and you know, I'm a big fan of scams, huge fan. But this is a sad, bad one. A little oh, bit. No. It's from ESPN. Oh. Did you see this? A little bit. I didn't understand what was going on. It's great. It's something. It's pretty deep. Two days after an Ohio-based high school football team met national powerhouse IMG Academy in a prep football mismatch on Sunday on ESPN, questions continue to be raised about how the game was scheduled and and whether the school even exists. Yes. This is Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, yep. This is such an Ohio thing because... Uh, the funny thing about this story first is that like, we are not like a big high school football state. Really? We have a few parts. Columbus isn't a high school football city at all. No, it's all college. Yeah. The Buckeyes are huge here, but it's not Texas. Like Texas is a real, has a, a high school football culture. Right. It's not Friday Night Lights here. So there's almost like no reason to do this. Really? To, to So let's get into it. ESPN and Paragon, the company that works to schedule and deliver high school football matchups on ESPN, both said they were unaware that Bishop Sycamore had apparently played a game on Friday night and didn't have the number of highly recruited prospects it claimed to have when the game was scheduled. <laughs> So, do they get paid to be on TV? Do you think that's why they did this? The school? Yeah. I would guess. Yeah, okay. The school gets cash. Yeah. Uh, IMG won the game 58 to nothing. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh oh. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Sycamore, you're making us look really bad. I mean, what kind of offense do you have there? Let alone the defense. You got to get one in. Yeah, I always feel that way, too. You know, people always talk about the lopsided Ohio State victories, but I feel like if the other team scores seven, it's just like, well, they did score on you. So that happened. Tomorrow on your record. Yeah. And, like, everybody knows it's mismatched. Yeah. So if you score seven points, it's like, well, we did score. 
Yeah, it counts. That happened. Getting a zero is tough. And it is weird that ESPN would show a football game from a school that they're not really even sure exists. Yeah, but they claimed that there was like four college prospects on the team or something that were being scouted, right? Okay. That's all it was. It was like supposed to be like a good game of football. Like this is the best high schoolers in the country. In a statement, ESPN said, we regret that this has happened and have discussed it with Paragon, which secured the matchup and handles the majority of our high school event scheduling. They have ensured us that they will take steps from preventing this kind of situation from happening moving forward. Paragon president Rashid Ghazi told Awful Announcing that if he had known Bishop Sycamore had played a game on Friday, he would have canceled the Sunday game against IMG. That's the first of the sets of problems is, is that this school had played a game Friday and then also played a game Sunday on ESPN. You're allowed to do one a week, a weekend? I think that's a good idea with football. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I don't know if that's the actual rule, but it's it's kind of bad. Like, we shouldn't be putting kids in two games in a week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a Paragon p- spokesman told the Columbus Dispatch that a roster it received a month prior to the game was different than the one for Sunday's <laughs> game. The spokesman added that the company is likely going to need to check rosters more carefully in the days leading up to the game. This Paragon company didn't even look. They no, didn't look. No. It looked. They I'm didn't. not... I'm not yelling at them. I ain't no. got no beef with them. I wouldn't have looked either. I wouldn't have think somebody would have made up a high school. Yeah. <laughs> There's somebody that's been, their job has been looking for like 10 years. And they're like, I've looked, I looked the first few years I looked. I've never, nobody has ever made up a fake high school to get on TV. I'm going to stop looking. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, you don't have to look. Uh, Tuesday, USA Today reported that, uh, oh, so Bishop Sycamore coach Roy Johnson speaking on Twitter spaces. (laughs) This guy's on fucking Twitter spaces. (laughs) said about 15 players played in both games, though he said most played only small amounts. Tuesday, USA Today reported that Johnson had been let go as head coach on Sunday by Andre Peterson, a former Youngstown State player who founded and directs the school. He termed it mutual and said that Johnson speaking on Monday was okay because we hadn't put anything out. Um, So I'm trying to find, I got to find like what the actual issue was. Let's look at an awful announcing. Um, Yeah, let's do this. Um, IMG, okay, so given all that, Given all that, it's easy to see why IMG played in the finale of the Geico Kickoff Classic, a series of seven high school games across ESPN networks featuring some of the country's best high school football teams. You'd think IMG's opponent, Bishop Sycamore, would be of a similar stature. That was very much not the case. Uh, So... Then, so they they started to dig out there. Bishop Sycamore is a team with a very questionable origins that had a ton of red flags. Worst of all, they had played a game on Friday. Uh, So how did they end up on ESPN? The network has been up front in saying that all the games for Geico kickoff are booked by Paragon Marketing. Paragon has been ESPN's partner in multiple events. And uh, ESPN provided the following. Okay. I spoke with Paragon President Rashid Ghazi last night. Ghazi said that they would have canceled the game. I'm redoing stuff. I'm sorry. I went to a different piece. It's a whole thing. 
Unfortunately, that's not true. Both games are available online. Bishop Sycamore had the same starting quarterback both games and frequently had players with the same numbers and the same alignments in both games. Roy Johnson admitted as much in an afternoon interview. So he did an interview and he was like, Ball, can you believe how much these kids can play in two games in one weekend? That's fucking great. Yeah. We're so good. It's impressive. Yeah. It gets worse. A lot of these players played both ways in both games. Oh, shit. Wait, but who are these people? These kids? Is it kids? It's teenagers. It really is. It's high school. Okay. They play both ways. Yes. In two games. Offense and defense. In one weekend. Yes. Uh, Meaning these kids have one day of rest after playing offense and defense before doing it all over again against maybe the most talented team in the country. That's unconscionable, of course, but it gets even worse. Bishop Sycamore's Friday night game was played against Stowe Rocks. And for now, Stowe Rocks. Okay. And for now, can, can be found on YouTube. The game was played just outside of Pittsburgh. With Bishop Sycamore losing 19 to 7. Bishop Sycamore, come on, man. Both the news write ups and the game broadcast the name Trillian Harris as the starting quarterback for Bishop Sycamore, the same starting quarterback for Sunday's game against IMG. Although Harris would switch numbers between games, he has the same red face. <laughs> they were like, we don't want people. Switch numbers. Yeah. Put on a different jersey. Yeah. They, they're going to catch on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, so, and that's indicative of another thing viewers picked up on Sunday. It looked like Bishop Sycamore had mismatched helmets and potentially not enough helmets for the entire team. Oh, no. <laughs> Why do we this? do this for sports, man? Why? They wanted a shot at the top team. They thought they could do it. They thought they were like the little giants or something. True. True, I guess. I don't think they thought. Those kids didn't think they were going to win. I don't I think some they, kids were forced into this. Yeah. What, who's in charge? What adult made them do this? That person should be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they didn't have enough helmets for the entire team, but they only had 30 to 35 players. So they should have had Helmets for the whole thing. I don't know. 30 helmets seems hard to come by to me. So a week ago, Bishop Bishop Sycamore posted a GoFundMe campaign seeking $20,000 to which they raised under $200. What? (laughs) So they did a GoFundMe. Maybe they just couldn't get the helmets because the GoFundMe didn't go. Yeah. That's fucked up, though. I'm pretty sure this is just not a school. Like, this is not. Bishop Sycamore isn't a school. Right, right. Bishop Sycamore is a collection of kids, maybe homeschool. One adult that wanted to get a payday from ESPN and was like, I'll take everybody out for Wendy's after get the game. Yeah, it says we are Bishop Sycamore, a new. And here's the fucking thing about this. They say a new football program getting established in Columbus, Ohio. Now, oh, here's the thing. They fucking named their (laughs) team Bishop Sycamore people would think that it was a real high school. That was like their goal. Yeah, yeah. Was to fool people into thinking this is a high school. Because there is even a school here called Bishop Hartley. And Bishop Reedy. And Bishop Reedy, yeah. Yeah, it's so, a Catholic, it makes it sound like a Catholic school. We play a national schedule which is ranked fourth in the nation. That's not true at all. Sounds good. We are... 
We have gathered young men from all over the country in pursuit of a similar goal. We currently need your assistance with assistant with helping these young men achieve their goals and inspire other young men to do the same. It takes a community to raise a child. Please, please be that community and help these young men. Please help us with funding team meals, travel expenses, and equipment costs. And here's the thing about that is like, it would be really sad if schools had to do GoFundMes, which they do. They they have to do like bake sales and charge yeah, PTA for was doing PTA was doing GoFundMes before the website existed. Yeah. Uh there's obviously a lot of shadiness here, but one thing is true. Bishop Sycamore does indeed have the fourth toughest schedule according to Max Preps. Oh. They have multiple games scheduled for now against various national powerhouse programs. Powerhouses. So they <laughs> We're in a powerhouse schedule. <laughs> we, <laughs> this is such a scam. I have it figured out now. Now that I've ruminated in it, I have what happened figured out. Okay. This is a scam. Like the scam here is that they they want to make a football team that gets famous, right? Like so they they do these tough schedules and then it makes it look like they played for a great football team and then those kids can get scholarships because they played at the fourth like so, it's kind of like a setup to to get these kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Played against ING. Played against all of these things. And then move them to Columbus, Ohio, which is also another. It makes sense to do this in Columbus, Ohio, from all over the country, right? Yeah. Like to move people from all over the country, you would do it in two different places. You would do Texas or Columbus, Ohio, because you want to be close to the big football schools. Yeah. And it's a scam for the coach. If the coach can say, hey, look, I, I'm doing the fourth toughest schedule in the country. I should be paid a lot of money. And then also like with the GoFundMe, I'm sure, you know, the everybody was hooking up here. The Bishop yeah. Sycamore system here was set up to make money off of kids playing football. Friday's games also seem to suggest Bishop Sycamore might not have any in a way white jersey. Both teams played in black, which obviously makes it hard on spectators. So they, they didn't have away jerseys. Um, <laughs> no, we just got the one. Yeah, I mean, we got a jersey. So again, how does this game not only take place, but make it on national television? ESPN claims they sounded the alarm to Paragon weeks in advance when they couldn't learn anything about Bishop Sycamore's roster, depth chart, or even just any general information about the, the school. <laughs> I love this. this. I can't get enough of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, this was amazing. This is amazing, too, because it's just everybody doesn't want to do their job. Like, it's just no one wants to check into anything. They're just... no. These, these people literally like, we can stroll right in and get on ESPN. They're like, how? They're like, we just say we're a fake school. They're like, how's that going to work? And they're like, watch. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of an ingenious way to get there is to book football games with the best teams in the country. That is how you get on ESPN. You you put your name yeah. around other people 
that are there. Bishop Sycamore allegedly bailed on a conference call with ESPN days before the game before before providing a fact sheet of information on Sunday claiming multiple players had major D1 offers from power programs. So all power. Yeah, very much powerful. Uh, ESPN could not verify any of this information and felt they were scammed. That feeling permeated the broadcast, including this viral exchange that saw Anna Shroff acknowledging reality. It came after a long weather delay with the game already out of hand and the Bishop Sycamore coach refusing to allow for a running clock. So uh, I can't play the audio, I don't think, because I'm not set up for that. Um, it's very Oh, here it is. Here's, here's the transcript. It's very clear that they can't match up. No, they can't match up. And you already saw Trillian Harris, their quarterback, get dinged up. And the last thing you want is to have this showcase on national TV. The point to finish here is you look at IMG, and this is the most talented prep team in the country. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of D1 prospects in their roster. And to be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. <laughs> so they're on TV just going off. They did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So, okay, that's what you're telling us. Fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. And there's got to be a point where you're worried about health and safety. And uh, then the other guy says, like, I'm already worried about it. I think this could potentially be dangerous given the circumstances and the mismatch that we have now, which is true. And uh, a reporter at the game shared the following with me. Their roster was very small, tough. Small, though, 30 to 35 players would be my guesstimate, and they had a bunch of injuries over the course of the game, which makes sense if they were playing for the second time in three days. Schroff and Luganville called the game remotely, and to their endless credit, were very critical of the game on Twitter in addition to that moment on the broadcast. Early on, they were getting clean hits on the quarterback on every play. See, that's oh, the problem yeah. with this. Is it so fucking dangerous to do? You can't do that. You can't, like, lie about it. Yeah, Bulgarian Feta in the chat says they want to hear the teen's perspective. I would also wish they would interview that quarterback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so then somebody, like, uh, he says, while most parties involved seem to be distancing themselves from this fiasco, a Twitter account for Prep Gridiron Logistics has been extremely active on Twitter defending the game. Oh, God. So this is... Okay. One of the coaches, <laughs> somebody hiding. The coach, the person that came up with the school, or the person that didn't check the roster. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. That was that's what I would do. I yeah. would be like, yeah, I didn't this is prep gridiron logistics. This is poor shit. Yeah. I brought these two and uh um there have also been a few message board accounts using very similar language and reasoning in an effort to prop up the legitimacy of Bishop Sycamore as a school and a football program. And then they say, we. so the Prep Gridiron Logistics website states the following. Uh, so then they do this. And then PGL recently announced a relationship with Flow Sports. So there's another, that's a contract. Yeah. Right? Like this is, this is, but this is fucking using kids and potentially getting them in, not only injured, but like you also hate to hear stories about kids that are really good at fucking football that don't know when to stop and end up getting really fucking hurt and then not being able to get the scholarship to 
make the NFL or, or yeah. do any of this stuff. Like you hate to hear that stuff because that really is a legitimate way to kind of, you know, improve your situation and your, your standing in life for a lot of people. Um, the quote at the end of that release cites Joe Mamio, managing member of Prep Gridiron Logistics. Paragon offered the following and then asked about their role. So this is Paragon. The two schools verbally agreed to play each other in May. So that's the other. That's how you get something like uh, this done. Me and you could do this. We could, because I mean, all you've got to really do is talk to somebody. Yeah. And nobody would ever believe you're making up a high school. Right. There's just nobody in this world would ever believe, like, hey, uh, these guys, I think, are maybe making up a high school. It's <laughs> <laughs> fake. Uh, uh, so issues of Bishop Sycamore go back prior to the 2020 season. In 2019, multiple games were canceled for either not providing a roster to organizers, not booking hotel accommodations, or opponents discovering the team was using players who were older than high school players. <laughs> this is whatever this is is just all of the bad stuff that could possibly ever happen if you were trying to do a scam like this is a really poorly put together scam i want to know who's getting paid and how long it's been going on and how much they made so how much they made before this happened yeah uh so here's what they learned about bishop sycamore himself bishop sycamore's existence as an actual school has been called into questions many times over if it does it 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 it's as a new online charter school at most. The school is not recognized by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and their physical location, practice facilities, and roster eligibility could not be verified. I think they're ripping off parents who have like a lot of faith and hope in their kids' talent and and like... I just, yeah. Many people have pointed out that Bishop Sycamore plays a lot of pro postgraduate players some have actually played in juco games junior college games and are a few year, years older than most high school athletes in their games to date the team has been shorthanded while also providing little to no information about its roster to broadcast partners as seen here um here's some more issues vanishingly little on sycamore's founding exists on the internet what appears to be the school's website bishopsycamore.org is basically a blog its most recent post on may 21st explains how to catch a college recruiter's attention on social media the website's about us section is blank Oof. this is such a bad scam People. The only hard proof I can find of the school's existence outside of football team is this Massillon, Ohio independent article from last September, where even in the most favorable light, this online only prep school exists somewhere in between Finley prep and prime prep on the spectrum of alternative sports focused high schools. It seems like when you read about when you read about the school on the internet, you hear things about, well, they just run around aimlessly and are just trying to play football. Associate AD Dave Brown told the paper, I don't think that people understand that a lot of these young men, they're really, 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 really want to go to college. They really, really, really want to be good fathers. The way to teach these things is through football. I don't think people understand that. They get so caught up in the football aspect of it, and they don't realize there's actual people who really want to do better in life. And I think that's another thing, too, is uh, maybe they do junior college people so that they can 
try to catch the attention of a recruiter to get in onto a college team because they do make you play college football before you can play in the NFL. So, uh, so further bolstering the amount of issues is, uh, is that they regarding Bishop Sycamore are different high school football message boards with damning accusations about the school, as well as a feature about the school head coach, Roy Johnson started up prior about this high school head coach Roy Johnson started up prior to Bishop Sycamore alleging fraud and mismanagement and that classes may not have been taking place. Some highlights. A week later, on September 25th, the Ohio High School Athletic Association said its representatives could not verify classes were taking place at AME Church 3rd District Headquarters at 112 Jefferson Avenue in Columbus. And it's determined football games played against COF Academy would not count for points to qualify for the state playoffs. Also, Johnson and Richardson are defendants in two cases accusing them of unpaid loans for $100,000. Multiple businesses and other private individuals are threatening lawsuits of their own against Johnson due to accusations of unpaid bills for services, he said. For those reasons, Johnson said he and his attorneys are assembling a lawsuit against the uh, company. So, uh, yeah, so we made up a fake school. Try to do better than that, people. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading some another thing. uh, Someone kind of breaks it down. There's somebody that's been investigating them since like 2017. Oh, and um, they said it's basically like just for the guy Roy Johnson to make money. He said one of the things to do is you call up a powerhouse school and say we want to come play you, but we're really struggling and we need you to pay us to get there. So they get money for transportation and lodging and all this stuff. He, he didn't that. pay busing. He didn't pay the busing companies. So he kept all the money that would pay to bus the kids there. Let's fucking shit do like this, that, dude. But we'll get like 24-year-old people and just be like, listen, you gotta go get beat by a bunch of high school kids in a football game, but we're all gonna make a little bit of money on the deal. <laughs> he said the ballpark is 10K per game. So if you're peeling, if you peel off a hundred dollars to a teenager, they'll play a fucking game, right? Yeah, I don't think they're giving the kids money though. I Why would think, they play? Because I think that there's parents lying, or their parents being lied to that are sending their kids. I mean, it could be if if you peel off a few hundred dollars for the kids to play, but I I really think it's probably them saying that this is a school. Like, you can sell this as a way to recruit kids to your football team from parents who have kids that think that they're prospects. So you're a parent that thinks your kid has a prospect of being in college football, but you haven't been noticed by one of the prep schools or college football-centered or, you know, football-centered schools, which there shouldn't even be. We don't need that shit. You, You can play football... I don't think you should have to go to college to play football, but I think that like you can play football when you're 18. Like maybe in high school it's not bad. I don't want to be a guy that's like they should play flag football in high school, but it should be like a drastically scaled down version of the actual sport that they're playing because it's so we know that this is dangerous now. Yeah. We we like we know that it's a dangerous thing. But uh yeah, I guess if so you got 35 kids. No, there's no way. There's no because if you get ten thousand dollars and you have to somehow make your money 
and probably somebody else. You're not doing this scam by yourself. Yeah. Right? If you can make 10 grand and you got to split it between 35 people, that's just, I think, yeah, they just, they say that they're a school with a strong schedule and that the parents will send their kids there. But the kids aren't going to school there. They know their kids aren't enrolled in the school, though. That's the, like, you'd have to be, I, I, I don't, I don't see what, how 35 families can be this stupid. I do. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it. Yeah, I don't know because they don't check. We were just talking about it. Sometimes people just don't care that much. But uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I guess they could be paying them, but I I would lean more towards that. You know, the kids are getting paid, or the kids aren't getting paid. That the the uh, coach is getting paid and is being paid by parents by some sort of agree a tuition agreement. Mm-hmm. But there's no school. So it's a tuition agreement that goes to him. The tuition's all to him. And then probably what you do as far as, you know, if it's an online school, you can probably just find resources that teaches the school for you. You know, it it doesn't do a good job, but you can give kids a bunch of different assignments and just be like, yeah, you're in school. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's too, too far. Yeah, I don't know. It's a fake school. That's all. That's what I'm saying. To get on TV. <clears throat> Which is, I mean, I would make a fake school to get on TV, but I just don't want to hurt kids. Maybe we could do one with tennis. Uh-huh. Or like it hurts our baseball. Ankles. Baseball? Baseball's pretty safe. You got to yeah. think baseball, Brett. Uh, this is from the Los Angeles Times. Amazon.com, Inc. has a solution for potentially crippling shortage of delivery drivers. What do you think the solution might be, Brett? Hmm. This one's Ex- going to catch you off guard, I promise. Extra shifts for other people. Automate it with robots. Um, what would be the way to do it? This is, I'm telling you that like, what you're, I don't, I wish I could give you, I'll give you a hint. They are looking for a certain type of person that maybe wouldn't have been able to get a job at Amazon. Potheads. Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. They're great. So the company's advising its delivery partners, the mom and pops that operate the ubiquitous blue Amazon vans, to prominently advertise that they don't screen applicants for marijuana use, according to correspondence reviewed by Bloomberg and interviews with four business owners. Nice. So they're just like... Who cares anyway? Like, you can, man, you can listen to podcasts and music all day, man. Do dabs in the front of the truck. I mean, I, doing so can boost the number of... This is a crazy number you're going to hear. Doing so can boost the number of job applicants by as much as 400%. Really? I mean... Yeah, I guess <clears throat> everybody... Nobody wants to take a drug test. I mean, how long did... How many times did you have to go looking for a job... Where you were like trying to read through the tea leaves to find out if they're going to drug test. Yeah. Because I did that all the time. It was always like, I only got the job at the cable company because I was not smoking weed at the time. I was doing opiates. So yeah. like those come out of your system pretty quick. I was fine. But like, you know, you can't, you like, uh, uh, the only problem is pot smokers. 
We're the yeah. weed people are the only people that come up on drug tests, pretty much. I mean, if you get busted like on your drug test for a, your, if you get busted on your pre-employment drug test for cocaine, I feel like. Yeah, you're too reckless to have a, yeah. a job. It, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, you weren't going to keep it. Yeah, that means you like did cocaine the night before yeah. the interview. Like, you think I'll piss this out by the time I... Just drink a lot of Mountain Dew. <clears throat> what is the... Your, did you ever have to... Did you ever piss for a job? Ever? Um, I pissed for Discover Card. I think I just abstained for like a month or something to get it. But sure. Um. Uh. Can I ask a better question? Let's say you have to find a job now. How do you pass the drug test now in 2021? What would your plan be? We're just gonna assume it's a urinalysis, just a I, urine test. I would not even try. I mean, I guess I would, I don't know, I guess sneak it in. I guess I would do the fake urine in the butt cheeks or with the hand warmer or something. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've always said. It's just like, I guess I'll just do the fake piss with the hand warmer. That seems like the... It works. Way to do it. The drinks are too chaotic. The drinks I do, they work, but you have like an 18 minute window. Like you have to chug it. Go inside and then wait around until like the perfect time to pee. Zydot, baby. That's the that's the famous brand from when I was a kid. You bought Zydot and it tasted like uh, uh it was supposed to be like mango, but everybody that I never did it. But anybody I know that did it said it was horrible. Yeah. I had a buddy one time who drank a really big glass of vinegar because somebody told him. Yeah, that was a classic. Golden Seals. Was another classic. They were these pills. I don't even know what Golden Seals are. Neither do I. Let me look that up. I, I, we're going to find out what Golden Seals are. Because it was really rumored back in the day that Golden Seals were how you pass a drug test. And it, you bought them at GNC. And, uh, oh, it's a plant. Golden Seal is a plant. And they just said that, like, if you take, like, 16 of them, you'll pass a drug test. The vinegar didn't work. But this dude was also, like, so the idea behind the vinegar, (laughs) this is crazy. The idea behind the vinegar was that it would, like, clean you out. And the idea was, I'm going to drink, he drank a bunch of vinegar, he drank a bunch of orange juice. And he thought what was going to happen was he was going to pee so much that all the drugs would just leave his system. Because he's peeing the whole time. Because that's how we thought things worked back then. Yeah, that was very common. (laughs) Yeah. So the other thing he did that really, I think, sealed his fate was he was drinking beer uh, for before the test and stuff. Like on the way there and stuff, he was just drinking beer because beer makes you pee. And he was thinking like, I'll just drink a bunch of fucking beer, man. I pee all the time when I'm drinking beer. And, you know. He failed, he failed the drug test. No way, really. <laughs> well, he also did this thing. I went with him. This is the only time I've ever been privy to something like this, other than if I was getting tested for insight, if I got hurt or something like that, or, or if I was in the occupational work hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kept saying, he thought, like, I know what I'll do. I'll tell him I can't pee. And so he just was in there. He drank beer. He drank vinegar. And he had drank orange juice. 
And he kept saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. Can't make it happen. And I don't know. I get every time I go in there, I think I gotta go and I don't go. And uh they he didn't think they were gonna keep him around. <laughs> like he because it's like because then they made him drink water. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. have to pee, dude. You're not gonna get out of this. You're not just gonna hit a fucking 24 hour period where you don't pee at all. <laughs> like that's not you're not gonna hit that kind of a lucky thing. Yeah, they're not just gonna be like, well, I guess he can't do it. <laughs> he passed. Yeah. He passed. He can't, so he passed. Yeah. Amazon said so without explaining how it came up with the statistic. Conversely, the company says screening for marijuana cuts the prospective work pool by up to 30%. I mean, everybody's doing it, dude. And it stays in your system for so long. Too long. long. Yeah. It's bullshit. One delivery partner who stopped screening applicants at Amazon's behest said marijuana was the prevailing reason most people failed drug tests. Now that she's only testing for drugs such as opiates and amphetamines, more drivers pass. Other delivery companies are continuing to screen applicants, concerned about the insurance and liability implications in the many states where weed use remains illegal. Right. Uh, That's always been the excuse, was the insurance. They would raise the insurance if you didn't do the test. That's why we got to do what with insurance companies. Don't tell the insurance. Don't nobody tell nobody that you're on weed. Yeah. But if you got an accident, just call the insurance. So you don't have to test nobody. Yeah. No, I understand that. I think they're talking about, like, premiums. Why? No, that's what I mean. But, but I'm saying they wouldn't go up if they don't if it's you don't tell them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's in the business's interest to be like, no, no, we didn't. No, we didn't test them. Yeah, we don't if, test these people. If we're going to charge us more, then no, we're not doing that. Well, here's the worst person. If one of my drivers crashes and kills somebody and tests positive for marijuana, that's my problem, not Amazon, said one who requested anonymity to discuss the issue because Amazon discourages delivery company owners from speaking to media. So that's always been the thing is if, well, if they reckon they kill somebody and then they test positive for marijuana. But it's like people know what people know the the deal with marijuana. Like, it's not like people don't know the fucking deal. People are doing it all the time, constantly. It's been easier and cheaper than ever before, even in places where it's illegal. Yeah, yeah. People are high all the time driving. So, I guess when you're trying to be the corporate overlord of America and employ every single person that lives in the country so that you can, like, get your sci-fi TV shows made and go to space... Uh, I think, I think, uh, uh, you gotta be okay with weed. At least if we gotta look at it this way, we gotta say, Hey, look, the biggest company in the world is okay with weed and that's not going to make us feel good. That's not going to make us feel great, but you know what? At least we have that. Yeah. Closer to an opiate of the masses. Yeah. We, at least it's there. So uh, oh, oh yeah, I've heard about this. Outer organism in a chat said I lost a job a few months ago because I used the fake piss twice and it came up as abnormal on the test. Yeah, I've heard that. Inconclusive, all that. But there's also like, you have to like really look at the uh, lot number sort of thing. with Not lot number, version number. There's several versions. They, they make version after version after version of that piss. And because uh, I- Wait, you say the drink or the piss? The piss. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
They have to keep making different versions. Oh. Let's make a fucking piss, dude. Our official blend of piss? I think we could do it. Okay. We'd go buy a bunch of fucking drug tests. Oh, I guess that probably won't work. I was going to buy some drug tests last week just so me and you can take them. I don't know if they tell you how much is in there, if it's like a brighter color, if there's a lot. But uh, I, I was going to buy a drug test. Well, I think we did it. There was a fake school. Um, I do want to say two things. Uh, if there are resources, other I mean, not other than, I'm not saying they're bad. They're, Planned Parenthood is obviously a good organization. Uh, feel free to message me. Uh, just tweet them at me if there are links for, for Texas on that abortion ban. You know, I like to help uh, in any way I can. And uh, it sucks that's happening. I don't quite understand it. I read five different articles that explained it five different ways. And uh, basically not telling you what level you should have to worry to, I guess. But, you know, again, I'm not totally sure about that. I just know it's bad when they limit abortion access. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they lowered it to an, just an unacceptable number. Just basically outlawed it. Yeah, they outlawed it. Um, and also, uh, I have not received... Now I'm like being like, I'm like chastising. I'm not chastising people. Okay. But since I am taking, uh, since I'm taking Sunday off, another thing I'd be willing to share and also give to or whatever is Hurricane Ida, uh, mutual aid funds, because, uh, that's another thing that I haven't seen out there i'm sure they're very easy to find just if you have a specific one that's good please send it to me i'll do what i can uh help out if you can with ida i don't yeah is it is it i feel bad is it like really a bad one i mean they said the levees held in the city yeah uh i don't know i i can't say yeah yeah i mean i can't they're... tell how bad it is it feels like they're not super reporting on it yeah, power is out, uh, from what I can tell, which is never good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just want to make sure I, I mention those things. Read up on them, I guess. I will do the same. Uh, we will be back Wednesday with an all-new episode of Street Fight. Uh, here's what I can recommend. If you're not a patron and you're not happy that we're going to have Sunday off and you're just like, God, I wish you guys would come in on Sunday... Uh, if you're not a patron, become a $5 subscriber and you will have so much Street Fight you won't know what to do with it. It's true. The MCU series, that's the movie Cinematic Universe. We just reviewed Meet the Spartans, which uh, is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I said that last week about Epic Movie. Yeah. And I said that the week before about Date Movie. But Meet the Spartans was very bad. Yeah, it's getting horrible. And next week, it's Disaster Movie. So, we'll see how that works out. And also, as Brett said, on the 30th of September, the first episode of Shop Shoptober. This is the big pitch. 
And I fucked it up. Shocktober. The first episode of Shocktober will be out and uh, you will be listening to it. I am waffling between something. Maybe I can ask this question and big shockheads will let me know. I'm considering opening this year with Ron and Fez because mm. Fezzy died and it's sad to me and I want to celebrate the man because he was great. But that would mean I'm breaking the tradition of opening with Opie and Anthony every year. I always want to open with them. So I'm trying to figure out if I should break tradition or keep tradition. So I don't know if you have any strong feelings about that. There's going to be an Opie and Anthony episode. It just might not be first. That's <laughs> basically what I can say. Yeah, what's more important? I don't know, man. You know how I don't like tradition. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I also like tradition. Okay, wow. I'm a traditional guy just opened a show saying Labor Day. Yeah, that's true. Fake Labor Day is like a great day. And I know it's the fake Labor Day. It has the word labor nice. in it. It's nice to have this time of year. It's a nice tradition to send our kids to school and then give them a four-day week. Good weekend, too. Is it? I think it's one of the top weekends. It really? I do. You got to go with Labor Day, you got to go with Thanksgiving, and you got to go with Memorial Day. Those are very good. Thanksgiving's good because it's four days. Mm-hmm. That's great. You can't get much better than, it's the only four day. Uh, that little, they do them little half Fridays, man. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But it's, in, in, in the world that I live in, I would want it to be four days. I guess you're right. So we got to go with, we got to go with Labor Day and Memorial Day with, with Christmas is pretty good. This is a good feeling. Pretty good. Just pretty good. I think it's on a pretty good level. I like gifts. I like giving gifts. I like receiving gifts. I like stuff. But Christmas could be on a Tuesday. Christmas, it is sometimes, actually. Christmas could be on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. And then motherfuckers will have to go to work. Yeah. Monday and Tuesday. They have Wednesday off. Got to go back to work Thursday and Friday. Yeah. And so I had to do that Unfortunate. Sometimes. That's the worst thing that can happen. It ruins the Christmas night. So... Uh, you know what, people? I'm gonna go home tonight. I'm gonna watch this Charles Manson thing I'm watching. I'm gonna fall asleep. I love you. Go on to Patreon and Patreon stuff. Peace. We ain't no booty call. Troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the target, troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the lotus, troubleshoot the target. Tell me your nigga to slam you up, tell me your nigga keep that in the trap, only keep diamonds inside of my mouth. I just bought a house She's sliding, I hate it
this and I bought a hell She just asked me how I'm doing, I told her I'm doing well If you really thinking that you like that tone, I pull up and do it again Do it again, yeah, I told her do it again, yeah Said that I'm doing a friend, do it again, yeah I told her do it again, yeah Yeah, I told her do it again, yeah Chopper shoot the lotus, chopper shoot the lotus Chopper shoot the lotus Chopper hit the target Chopper shoot the lotus Chopper shoot the lotus Chopper shoot the lotus Chopper hit the target Chopper shoot the lotus, chopper shoot the lotus, chopper shoot the lotus, chopper hit the target, chopper shoot the lotus. 